Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Our goal is to connect you with real people, with real stories on how they think about bravery in the workplace, and examples on how they have demonstrated bravery in the workplace, all with the goal of helping you do the same. I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcast, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. Be on the lookout as well for my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, which is being published in September of 2020. I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. Lisa Miller is the president and co-founder of 3 Media Web, and she is the queen of networking, relationship building, who loves to contribute to events and organizations in her local business community. And I didn't tell her I was going to say this, but her LinkedIn label or title is relationship builder and entrepreneur. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Ed. How are you? Thanks for having me today. Great. Thanks so much for uh, being with us. So why does your LinkedIn title or moniker say relationship builder? Because I've built my whole business on building relationships. And I kind of have this policy about how I build relationships. And it's mostly built around being nice and doing nice things for people. And so it's not your traditional uh, strategy, but it's worked really well for us. And my company continues to thrive, you know, using that method of building relationships for everything that we do. So, well, we love having guests on the show who do nice things for other people. So that's, that is great to hear. So relationship building is in reality a place that can require bravery for some people, right? Going to networking events or even shaking somebody's hand or saying hello sometimes requires some type of bravery. Do you have any thoughts or observations on that? Well, one thing about this business development strategy that I use, the whole being nice and helping people, being a referral partner, it's kind of not the traditional way that business development people, you know, get new business or get into new deals and stuff like that. So I think when I first started practicing this method and I was trying to get my company on board with it and stuff like that, I was doubting that this was a good relationship building method. I kind of like doubted myself. And so I went to another agency owner who actually just recently sold his agency. So he's been a very successful agency owner over 20 years. And I, I told him this, I was like, you know, am I doing business development right? Like, this is how I'm doing it. And he just said to me, Lisa, just be you. So I think that I've had to be kind of brave to just be me and do things the way that I do them and not fall under the rules of somebody else or how somebody else thinks I should do it. Because if it's working, why would you not do it? And I assume after a few years of doing it, you're finding that it's working. Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely working. <laughs> and it's great. It feels good. So when you, you know, when you actually love what you do and you feel good about it, that's when you really start to see the success from it. And the other thing that you really start to see is its effect on other people. And when they see you doing it, then they want to do it. So I don't know. I, I guess it's contagious a little bit. <laughs> Well, that's great. You know, oftentimes people think about bravery, but only in reflection. So going into the situation, they're very nervous or concerned or even avoid it, whatever it is that they need to do. But if they have the bravery and do it later, they'll look back and say, wow, what a fantastic experience that was. Or I'm so glad that I did that because they found the courage and bravery to do it. Mm hmm. 
Tell us a little bit about your background, Lisa, and also what your company, 3 Media Web, does. So I've been in web agency life my whole career. I've been, you know, working with mid-sized companies with 3 Media Web for the last five years. And before that, I had my own agency called Ladybugs Interactive. And we mostly focused on social media and digital marketing and small websites. So in 2016, I merged with 3 Media Web, and now we're a full-service agency that offers B2B um, web development and design and support and hosting like around those products along with digital growth based results based marketing. That's basically what we do now. And we focus on mid-sized companies that we felt were outpriced with the larger agencies and then couldn't get the services that they really required and needed from small agencies just because small agencies didn't have the expertise and the resources to provide them. So our goal is to fill that, you know, mid-sized company niche and that's worked out really great for us. Wow, that sounds fantastic. And so being an entrepreneur, I would imagine from time to time that requires some experiences with bravery, wouldn't you say? Um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> every day, Ed. Every day I have to do something. Uh, not every day, but definitely I'm the person in the company that does like to do the things that are a little braver. I'm more of the risk taker. So sometimes, you know, uh, at least I have people at work or behind me, my partner saying, oh, maybe you shouldn't jump over that bridge right now, you know? Um, so I have a little bit of a, a radar covering me to make sure I don't do, do anything too brave and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you used a great word, which I think has to do with a person's comfort level with bravery, which is risk taker, right? So there are some personality assessments and other type of psychological assessments that identify somebody's comfort with risk. And some people are very comfortable with risk and are willing to do things that maybe others might avoid. And some people are very uncomfortable with risk unless it is, you know, ABC, you know, we are not going to do it. And so it sounds like for you that risk is adventuresome and of interest. It's very exciting. And usually, you know, if I want to do something a little bit different, my business partners, as long as I can reason and have enough evidence to show that it could be a good idea, they are totally on board because they're more resource based and they're thinking about those sorts of things. You know, they can say to me, well, you know, we could do this, but maybe we don't have the resources or we don't have the cash. So at least we're making smart decisions, but still taking risks where we see the opportunities to take them. Right, right. So when you think about bravery in the workplace, Lisa, what are some words or phrases that come to mind or that you might use to describe bravery? I think that, you know, bravery is something that takes you outside of your comfort zone. And I don't think it means that you're not scared. <laughs> I think just because you're brave doesn't mean you're not scared. But just being able to do that and not having that fear of failure, even though you might fail. So being brave to me is taking risks and being okay with the fact that sometimes you're going to fail and sometimes that you're not. This topic of being outside your comfort zone, we hear that as people talk about bravery. I mean, what's it mean to you outside your comfort zone? Is it an area that you're less experienced in? Is it an area that, you know, you haven't done before? I mean, what's that, what's that mean to you when you think about that phrase outside your comfort zone? Yeah, so it could be something that you've never done before, but now you have maybe some resources to help you do it. So, you know, you don't have to be an expert in everything. Like just because I'm not an expert in web projects doesn't mean that I can't go after large web projects that we've never done before. So just being okay with that and not being scared to try. So there's those things. And then there's also things that 
the factors are less known. So, you know, let's say you want to hold a giant event and you need to sell 500 tickets. There's no way you'll ever know if you can sell 500 tickets or not. That doesn't matter how much experience you have. That could depend on external factors. So you just have to be willing to take that risk and try. And if you don't try, how do you ever know? So trying things that you've never done before, whether you're familiar with them or not, just doing something different. Yeah, I think of this concept of the reasonable yes, which is even if you've never done it before, if in general the parameters or the capabilities of you or your team are uh, usable for something, say yes, because the likelihood of you being able to achieve it is greater than not having any of those resources and agreeing to do something that makes no sense whatsoever. Do you follow what I mean? Yeah, and that can be scary, especially as an agency, because we rely on what our customers say about us. If you take a huge risk in terms of a project and it's unsuccessful, that can really, really hurt you. <laughs> so you don't want to take on anything too crazy. You still have to be somewhat you know, reasonable about what you can do. But then again, there are other companies that do really do things that they've never done before and have to like change gears really fast, and they do an amazing job at it. And so I guess it really depends on the amount of risk that you're willing to take, you know, and how that could impact your business. Right, right. So every guest we've had on the podcast, Lisa, have shared a bravery story that they've experienced in the past. And I'm wondering if you have a story to share as well. I had to like go over my stories and try to pick the best one. You had because, too many? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's been a very busy um, five years. But yes, I do have one bravery story that I will share. Great. We'd love to hear it. For me, I got divorced four years ago, about four and a half years ago, and I had to move out of my house and, you know, basically move to another town and start my kids in new schools. And at that same time, my agency, Ladybugs Interactive, was going through like a huge growth. And I met my current business partner, Mark, who owned 3Media Web. And we couldn't do the work that a lot of our clients wanted us to do because we were growing so fast. And some of our clients wanted like thirty and $40,000, you know, enterprise level websites that we couldn't produce. So I became partners with Mark and we actually moved our businesses together and we rented a big building and we moved in together and we operated as two separate companies. So in the same year I got divorced, Mark and I also decided to merge our companies. So that was a really huge decision for me because I knew if I merged with him that I would not be the CEO of that company, that he would be the CEO. And there would be a lot of change, especially for someone like me who likes to take a lot of risks. <laughs> this was the riskiest move. It was like, I can't just do whatever I want anymore. So that was really huge in terms of like, I had to give up, you know, I didn't have to give up, but I had to take what I had built and then merge it with somebody else's vision. So it was a combined vision now. It wasn't just my personal company. It wasn't my vision. I had to do something I've never done before, which is share that with somebody. It was always just me. And so having to share that and learn to collaborate and be okay with different types of decisions where, you know, I might not be in charge of anything anymore was really hard. It was really hard. And I think of all of the things I've done in my business, that was the hardest thing was saying, okay, I can't be CEO. I can't be in operations. I need to focus on the things that I'm really good at, which are strategic relationship building, you know, the future of our company, because 
my business partner is much better at operations and technical operations and even sales operations. He's just way better at that than I am, even though I did it at my own company. Mm-hmm. You know, I really had to focus on the skills that I was really good at. And so on top of that, because I've never used these skills as my full-time job, I've always been an entrepreneur. So I've always done everything. So having to kind of streamline my strengths and and focus them on you know one area, which is PR, relationship building, industry thought leadership, and, and helping our agency stand out, it was a, a really big transition and a really big, brave move for me. But now that I'm doing it, it's, you know, we're four and a half years into the game. I love it. And it's the best thing I could have done because those are skills that nobody else in our company has. And they're skills that are really, really hard to find. So I really feel like it was a really valuable experience. It's helped me grow become more confident, become even more brave, and also gain credibility in my company as an expert in that area. Because before I was like a generalist, I, I could do everything. But I wasn't a specialist. And now I'm a specialist. Everybody relies on me for these things. And, you know, I've built a lot of trust in my team. You know, even though I don't work in operations or actually really work with clients, I still have that trust with my customers, with my employees and my partners. And that's taken a little bit of time to build, but it's there and it's great. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that story. I think that's fantastic. And this idea that sharing versus kind of owning does take a lot of bravery, right? Because as the owner, you are the sole person who can make decisions and spend money and sign checks and decide who you're going to work with, et cetera. And then as a sharer or having a, you know, a co-person, now you have to get consensus, right? You have to talk a little bit more about it or defend it to a certain degree. And I think that takes bravery. Is that uh, part of what you felt as you went from a sole owner to a partner? Absolutely. It was absolutely one of the hardest things I had to do was give up control over a lot of it and believe in my partner. Like he's running the show. He's going to make these things happen. He's trusting me to do these other things. He trusts that I can happen because if you have two CEOs, you're just going to step on each other's toes and it's never going to be a good situation. So, you know, we kind of educated ourselves around the process and what it would mean. So that was smart of us. And after I did stop being involved in operations and started focusing more on this role. They called it kicking me out of the company. We joke about it like that. I got kicked out of the company (laughs) because I'm the only person like on the outside of the company, really doing these things and thinking about these things, you know, with the guidance of my business partners. But, you know, they totally trust me to be out there. Like what's our next move? Who's our next partnership? What's our company look like in three years? Where are we going to go? So, I mean, those are pretty big things to have lying on your shoulders, but having partners, that, you know, either encourage you or tell you if it's not, you know, realistic, it's, that's a really great combination. Well, it also sounds as though you have different skill sets as well, if I understood it correctly, that you and Mark focus in different areas. Mark might be a little bit more operational and you might be a little bit more relationship building. Is that accurate? And does that help as well? Yeah, I mean, I think we cross over on a lot of those things, but either of us is, you know, better at some things than other things. So because we both ran agencies, we both kind of know a lot about a lot, but he's definitely way stronger on the technical side. He's really 
great with enterprise clients. He's really great with relationship building too, but just more from the internal aspect as opposed to like me going out and finding relationships. You know, we definitely complement each other a lot. And it's really great that I get to talk about this today because I just wrote an article for publication <laughs> where I talked about all of this. So it was kind of a good day to write the article and be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. And you also said something at the end as we're closing out here, Lisa, that upon reflection, this was the best thing that you could have ever done. At the moment, it might have been scary and required bravery. And you may have second thought yourself and said, am I doing the right thing? Or is this the right time? But now four and a half to five years later, you look back and it was a great, great activity to do. Yeah, it just goes to show you, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. You know, if you're determined to make it work, it's going to work. So. Oh, that's fantastic. So Lisa, do you have any ways that folks can get in touch with you if they'd like to talk a little bit more about your experience or even your organization? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, just, you know, Lisa Miller, L-Y-S-A Miller. And on Twitter, I'm Lisa Preneur. Our website's www.3mediaweb.com. So you can pretty much find me on any of those and online half my life <laughs> or at some networking event. You could find me there when this pandemic's all over. So yeah, I look forward to connecting with people. I love it. Well, we know that networking events are right around the corner. So Lisa, thank you again for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much. It was really, really great speaking with you. You knew. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also welcome you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on CastBox, Overcast, Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google, Spotify, Pandora. We are everywhere. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.